Good morning to you, um, everyone. You are welcome. I greet you in the name of the Lord. Um, happy Sunday. For those that are going to church, I pray that um, that you meet with God in the name of Jesus. And I pray that the power of God will encounter you as you go to fellowship with the brethren of God today in the name of Jesus. Alright, so like um, like we sent a broadcast yesterday on the group pages of the fellowship that from today and in the morning, today being the first of the kind, we'll be sending an audio message like a form of exhortation so that everyone can listen to and be connected with what God is doing in this time and then so that um, we will not uh, lose touch with what God wants to do and also so that we can be in touch with God consistently so that's the reason God has asked us to be start this um, exhortation every Sunday morning but it's going to run till you come back to school so every morning that it comes Make sure that you listen to it for everybody that is not online also and that, that is currently around you. Once you get the audio message on Sunday morning, make sure that you share with that kind of person so you can share the message with people. So, but the essence is that so that we can be connected with what God is doing in this period. I hope you understood what I said. So, I'm, I'm trusting God that by the reason of this um, assignment. I trust God that more light will be shed in our path and every form of confusion that is ravaging the life of people by the word of God will be lifted in the name of Jesus. So this morning, what we want to talk about is um, intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. So um, because of the peculiarity of this season, you understand that it's quite very easy for people to lose touch with God. So that's why this topics coming at this point in time so i join you to follow me and let's see let's hear what god wants to speak to us this morning and i pray that the light of god's word be shed abroad in our hearts in the name of jesus all right let's take this song as we, as we enter into the word of god Blessed be the name of the Lord, who is worthy to be praised and adored. And so we lift up holy hands, we want to call, singing, Blessed be the name, hallelujah. Blessed be the name, oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, who is worthy to be praised and adored. And so we lift up holy hands in one accord, singing, Blessed be the name, Hallelujah. Blessed be the name, oh, blessed be the name 
of the Lord. Glorious God, a beautiful King, excellent God, we bow before your throne. Glorious God, beautiful King, excellent God, we bow before your throne. We bow before your throne. Worship at your feet, bow before your throne. You are the glorious God. We bow before your throne to worship at your feet. We bow before your throne. You are the glorious God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name, we have worshipped. Father, we thank you. Abrela sombre amane calibas kabila osaman kabelos Brela mon kabom brika osababilos kababumbre kamene kolas Vleki zuzula sizoro shale gretianosa Father will give you the glory we give you the honor hallowed be the name in the name of Jesus Lord we pray that you send your word to us in the name of Jesus Send forth your word. The Bible says that He sent forth His word and it led them and saved them from their destruction. This morning, Lord, send forth your word to us in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray that God send forth your word to me this morning. Let the power of your word invade my life in the name of Jesus. Lord, send forth your word. The Bible says, For as many as received it, to them it gave the power to become the sons of God. So, You've got to receive, to receive the word of God this morning. Open your heart and receive the word of God with meekness. So pray that God send forth your word to me this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible says, saying, What shall we do to this man? For that indeed a notable, a notable miracle has been done by them. It manifests to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. That's what happened. The, the, the Lord did a miracle that was notable and could not be denied through the hand of his people. So I want you to pray that God, by the power of your word, God, do something that is not deniable in my life. By the essence of your word. Father, Lord, this morning, because of your word that is going to come, Father, do something, oh God, something miraculous that is undeniable. By the power of your word, 
open your mouth and begin to pray by the spirit of your word lord this morning do something oh god do something miraculous in my life oh god that people cannot deny let your word invade my situation the bible says mightily greet the word and prevail mightily greet the word and prevail said the word mightily grew and prevailed we are going to pray that god let your word prevail in my situation this morning as you send forth your word lord i pray in the name of i pray for a prevailing grace of your word over my life open your mouth and begin to pray in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus the bible says the word of god mightily grew and prevailed it mightily grew and prevail. Open your mouth and pray that God let your word prevail in my life today. I pray for a prevailing grace of your word. In Jesus' name, you have prayed. Amen. In Jesus' name, you have prayed. Amen. All right. So let's get into the word of God. The Bible says the entrance of that word give light and understanding to the simple. God will pray this morning. Let understanding come. Shed light upon our lives by the essence of your word in the name of Jesus. The book of come with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. If you have your good news Bible, you can read with me. If you do not have, just follow me. As I read here. The Bible says from verse 21. When Enoch was 65, he had a son, Methuselah. After that, Enoch lived in fellowship with God for 300 years and had other children. Now, the Bible makes us to understand that when Enoch was 65 years, he gave birth to a child called Methuselah. Now, the Bible now records that after Enoch gave birth to Methuselah at the age of 65 years, for 300 years, Enoch was working with God in fellowship. You know what that means? For 300 years, a man was consistent. It was not, I'm sure that what he was doing, he was not doing religion. He not, wasn't doing for God to have taken it. Now, let me proceed now. Let's proceed. Verse 23 now says, He lived to be 365 years old. Verse 24. He spent his life, look at verse 24. Enoch spent his life in fellowship with God. There's difference between fellowship and religion. There are two different things. A man could be a man of religion and is not a man of fellowship. That's why I see a pastor that will come out to pray. I come out to tell, tell people about praying, reading the word of God, but in his house, he doesn't read the Bible to start things every day. But he can come out and, and be telling people, uh, that's all of those things are religion. If somebody is a preacher, does not mean he's a man of fellowship. And what God desires, from us what god demands from us is consistent intimacy with him so the, i said something the other time that the essence of this um, kind of topic in this period or in a period like this is that we understand that people a lot of people have lost touch yeah we know that a lot of people have lost touch with god because of the peculiarity of this season because of the kind of things happening here and there so and then there's some people do not even open their bible normally unless they go to church but now over the over a couple of months now we didn't go to church and all of those things so but now thank god that churches are beginning to open up in different states and all of those things so but what we are, i'm talking about is that people are already losing touch with god now it's 
it's something that is very very um, amazing that we talk so much about intimacy we talk so much about certain things in the church certain doctrine when you go to a church on this when you go to different we do a survey on a sunday morning and you go to different churches there are certain topics that will be regular that you see them teaching consistently but one of them is intimacy with your prayer and all of those things another one is love but most of these things that we teach regularly it is amazing that we don't do them even as a church do you understand but we talk about them so much that but we don't do them do you understand so intimacy is one of those things so we talk about intimacy pastors preach about intimacy but when you find them in their personal place with god they cannot study the word of god for 30 minutes they can't pray for 30 minutes and when we talk about intimacy intimacy is not about religion intimacy is different from religion now the bible gives us an account of a man called enoch the bible says enoch walked with god for 300 years you know what that means for 300 days he walked with god now verse 24 says he spent his life in fellowship with god and then he disappeared because god took him away <laughs> is that not something interesting the man fellowship with god to the point that he disappeared and god took him do you understand so that's what we are when we talk about fellowship fellowship with what god actually needs us for what he created us for do you understand so when god created adam and eve the bible gives us an account in the book of genesis that god came after adam and eve after they had seen god came in the cool of the day and all of those things but notice that when god came adam and eve they were able to recognize the voice of the bible said they recognized the voice of god and the god the voice of god was walking in the garden now, have you read it before that the voice of god was was working does the voice work you've never you never read it before you find it in the book of genesis bible says and they heard the voice of god walking in the temple walking in the garden in the cool of the day god came to visit them and then they could recognize that that was the voice of god the reason they could recognize was because they were already in fellowship with god they could recognize the voice of god because they knew it a lot of christians today we cannot recognize the voice of god because we don't have fellowship with him we don't have intimacy with him so that's where the problem comes where people want to make certain decisions they want to make certain they want to do certain things at certain points in their life but they need divine direction but because they do not fellowship with god let me give you an instance for example if you have a friend you have a friend and then that friend be working together for years for okay, let me use for example husband and, a husband and a wife because they live together for years they will live together for years they will know a lot of things about each other because they have become so even if they live for five years five years the way they will know each other more than anybody else it will be different why because they live with they have lived with each other when the man is coming from work and the and the woman is in the room the the woman doesn't know doesn't need to go outside because before she would know that her husband is already coming why because when he speaks even his his footsteps she can recognize it why that's a level of intimacy in the same vein there are certain things that there are certain just and gestures that god will give to us that if we are not intimate with him we cannot understand them that's what intimacy is when you share things we call it koinonia do you understand that's the that's the greek word for it koinonia like joint participation you are you are participating with god you are doing something in 
intimacy in unity in alliance with god do you understand what i'm saying so that's what fellowship is so god created us for fellowship and intimacy so but the reason i said i said the reason we have brought this at this point is because it's very very necessary so that we we make we keep our fire burning because as we are priests and we are kings as priests you must make sure that the fire burning upon the altar must never go out that's why now let's bring the story of enoch before we now the Bible now says enoch spent his life in fellowship with god and then it disappeared because he took him away enoch was the friend of god and i could imagine that god usually would come to to visit enoch and then enoch now you understand when we talk about intimacy what intimacy means is that intimacy means walking with god w-a-l-k walking with god if you check through this the pages of the bible you see men that did walk with god you see the bible use the word walk w-a-l-k between god and man between god and man enoch walked with god in the same vein in the book of genesis the bible gives us the account of the fact that after the after adam and eve had sinned the voice of god came and was walking in the garden of eden how does the voice work the voice of god is the is god himself do you understand so the voice of god came and it was walking in the garden so god can walk with men in the same way the bible says that enoch walked with god he walked with god so when we talk about walking with God, WLK is a is a that is actually intimacy. That's what work WLK means. It's not about WORK. Work. That one too is good. Work. You can work for God. It's fine. But what God de- de- um, demands from you essentially is that you will work with him because that is the sole essence of the creation of man. God wants us to work with him. So when God created Adam, even though God told Adam to have dominion upon everything that he had created. Adam was going to do that effectively as long as he was in connection with the father. Do you understand? So if once the connection of between Adam and God was broken, Adam could no longer take dominion. Do you get what I'm saying? But even though God has created, as I said, in the New Testament, we have to order priesthood. We have to order. Now, in the New Testament, we have we could be we could be kings and then we could be priests. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, if you look at the old testament, we have the we have the um um what's it called um the levite priesthood priesthood from the lineage of levite of levite now if you come to new testament we have another kind of priesthood we have the um the um the priesthood that jesus christ himself has brought us into as believer do you get what i'm saying so now in the new testament we can function both as kings and as priests we can function as priests as long as our fellowship with God is 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 intact, we can function as priests vertically. When I say vertically, from the earth to to heaven, vertically, and then we can function as kings horizontally between us and other men. Do you get what I'm saying? So, our priesthood here is the fact that, or what our priesthood should be, is that our in, our intimacy with God must be constant. You cannot be a you cannot be a true christian actually <laughs> you cannot be a christian let me say that like, without consistent intimacy with god so i was saying something about Abraham, adam and um, adam and um, and god that even though god created adam to have dominion over everything he had created on the earth then but adam was going to do those things effectively as long as he was in consistent intimacy with the lord 
once the the intimacy was of course you know after the four years of things came upon the earth that was because of the connection and the the interruption of the fellowship that adam had with god do you get what i'm saying now so so that that's what i'm saying essentially because when adam lost lost um, his place in the scheme of things when adam lost his place the, remember that god told adam that any day that you eat of this fruit you shall die of course adam did die he didn't die the physical death do you get what i'm saying of course we have three times we have three forms of death we have the physical death we have the spiritual death and we have the eternal death so the kind of death that god was speaking about there was the was the spiritual death where the spirit of of man was alienated from from the spirit of god so after the spirit of god was alienated from the spirit of man since that day man could no longer reach out to god until the plan of redemption came and everything do you get what i'm saying now so the spirit of god can relate with us now because of what christ did but when adam lost his place everything crumbled everything under man crumbled and then man could no longer sustain that intimacy with god any longer now but the essence of what god wants from us is that we remain in consistent intimacy with him so that that which he wants us to do now the way we live is that we live from above to the earth we live from above to the earth we live from above what does that mean we live consistently with god in the place of intimacy and then what we as we live with god in the place of intimacy as we come upon everything that we are able to to um to get from god as priests on the earth as kings we can put them into practice and then we can take dominion for god but a man of intimacy is a man of the kingdom you know that our the theme of our of our um, tenure this this time is um emergence of kingdom ambassador so of course a kingdom person is a man of intimacy you cannot be a, a a functional it cannot be a kingdom functionary it cannot be a kingdom emissary without proper intimacy with the king because god is the king so for you to be an effective king for you to be um a, a, a king that can legislate here for you to be someone who can legislate here on the earth you have to be in consistent intimacy with the king above do you get what i'm saying so intimacy is something that as christians we cannot we cannot we cannot um, talk less of you cannot overemphasize it. It is very, very compulsory. But like I said, that it's often said that once students go home, once we go like that, we go home and then we are in the confines of our parents' home. We cannot pray like that. We cannot fast and a lot of those things. Yeah, it's, it's all those things. Understandable. But let me tell you something. When there is something burning inside your bone, when the fire of your intimacy for God is burning, those things will not be a, they will not be barriers to you you'll find a way of doing it do you understand so that's why god has brought um this um exhortation at this point in time so we are going to continue next week i'll round off soon but we are still going to continue this intimacy se- um, series next week i probably will follow um, the upper way too but what i'm trying to communicate to you this morning is that you must go back to the place of intimacy when god came in the garden of eden the voice of god came and adam and eve they they eat for god they eat from god rather and god was asking adam 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 where are you adam adam where are you he said i had your voice and he went to i now in the same vein 
a lot of us are no longer found in the place of intimacy and the voice of god has come for us now where are you abiola where are you you are no longer in the garden you are no longer in the place of intimacy so the voice of god has come to you this morning that where god has been searching for you all this while where are you why because you have left your your position of intimacy you have left your position of priesthood and you have allowed the fire upon your altar to be drying up you have allowed the fire upon your altar to be going out but god has come the voice of god has come to you this morning that where are you where are you? God is in search of you. That for, he, need, he needs you to come back to the position of intimacy. He needs you to come back to the place of priesthood. Do you understand? So that's the voice of God this morning to us. Now, I guess something the other time that let's let can you imagine how Job, how um, Enoch walked with God. I imagine God coming to the house of, of Job of of, of um, Enoch, and then they will stroll together. I talk about God walking with men. Bible says Enoch walked with God and was not, but God took him. Now, you know what that means? I imagine God coming to see Enoch every time. They will stroll together, walking down the street, and then they are walking around. And then God will come, come God will follow, um, follow Enoch to his house. They will, they will stroll to his house and they sit down, they are playing and they are gisting. And then one day, God said, Ah, oh boy, ah, this time around, let's walk to heaven. I've been seeing you off to your house all this while now. So this time, would you follow me to my own house? And that's how God took Enoch and he did not come back. Do you understand? Enoch was so important for God that God did not want him to come back. It was so important that God really enjoyed the fellowship of Enoch and to the point that he didn't want him to remain on the earth. You know, Enoch is one of those people that, that, didn't, that didn't experience death. As long as you find it in the Bible, he's one of those people that actually did not experience death in the biblical days. Elijah is one of those people too. So, but why did Enoch was able? Why was Enoch able to do that, or why did Enoch experience that? He experienced that because of his intimacy with God. We are in a period, we are in a season, we are in a generation where people can talk and shout and shout that, hey, pray, study the word of God, intimacy with God, all those things. But you see, when you go to see them, when you study their personal lives, they don't have any kind of connection with God. They can't even they can't even sit down to study the word of God for twenty minutes. They can't even sit down to pray for thirty minutes. But I'm telling you that those that can wait upon the Lord are those that will that will be men and women of significance. Those that can wait upon the Lord are those that will be kingdom that are the people that will be effective kingdom functionaries. Do you understand what I'm saying? So God is calling us to a call of intimacy there is a voice of god from above there's a voice of god that is coming towards this morning that god desires that we come back to the place of intimacy for as many that have left their positions of priesthood for as many that have left their position of intimacy with god i'm telling you you have to come back let me tell you something when we ask people to pray to study the word of god because when we talk about intimacy basically what you do in the place of intimacy, basically, I mean primarily, is that you pray and then you study the word of God. You learn to listen to the voice of God and you do as he, as he instructs you to do. Do you understand? Those are the apostolic apparatuses for, for working with God. Prayer, the word of God, and then learning to listen to his voice and so that you can obey him. Those are the complete apostolic apparatuses for working with God. So when we say people should pray or when God speaks to us, God admonishes us to pray and to study the word of God and to remain intimate with him. It's not, it's not to the end that you become a pastor. It's not to the end that you want to begin to learn how to become a pastor's wife. That's not the essence. Because when we talk at times that uh, people need to remain intimate with God, the fellowship with God is very important. Fellowship with the brethren is very important. Now, people tend to think that we 
we are trying to make them become a pastor. No, that's not the essence. The fact that you can pray 10 hours with God, pray 6 hours with God, is not because God wants you to become a pastor. The essence is that God wants you to become a kingdom ambassador that can do some legislation on the earth for him. Yeah, that's the essence of it. Because I said something that when God created Adam in the Garden of Eden, the fellowship that, had, even though God told Adam to have dominion and to replenish the earth, he was able, to, was going to be able to do all of those things as long as he was in, com, he was in constant communication with God. Do you understand? As long as he was in constant fellowship with God. So now, what I'm saying is that as long as you remain in fellowship with God, as long as you remain in fellowship with the Lord, that's how you are able to legislate upon the earth. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's what we are talking about here. Fellowship is very important. As a, if you want to emerge as a kingdom ambassador, if you want God to trust you and and um, give you a portion of the kingdom assignment, what you need to do is that you need to remain in constant fellowship with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's what God is calling us into. Fellowship is very is very important, and then you cannot survive as a Christian without proper fellowship with God. My next one, I'm going to be sharing the essence of fellowship with God from, um, with God from next week. I'm going to be sharing certain things with God. But before we close today, I like, I like us to look at the book of um, Psalm 63. Psalm 63. Psalm 63. Psalm 63, verse 1. Look at um, David here. Now, some people said that David wrote this psalm in the, when he was in the wilderness of Judah, of course. In the wilderness of Judah, that when, probably when he was running from Absalom to his son. Or maybe when he was, was running from King Saul. That's when he wrote the book of Psalms. Now, despite the fact that David was in the wilderness, despite the fact that a lot of things were happening and he sought his life. Now, even in that period, in that period of distress, now, David didn't even... He didn't even forget his goal. Instead of that, he still wrote psalms to the Lord to worship the Lord. Now he now says, Oh God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul tested for thee, my flesh longed for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So when you hear God saying that David was a man, when we see in the Bible that God called David a man after his own heart, we know what God was. Look at this is a man. Intimacy. Is something that you must always long consistently for. Intimacy with God it shows how much you love God. If, if, you are, if you are intimate with God, the level of your intimacy with God shows how much of the love of God that you have in your heart. Most David was a man that loved God with the whole of his heart, and that's why he was always longing for intimacy with God. So as long as you remain on the head, do you understand? You must, as a Christian, as a child of God, your intimacy with God must never be tampered with. It must be consistent. That's why God called David a man after his own heart. So for you to become a man after God's own heart, you must be somebody who really has the love of God in his or her own heart. So much that consistently he could go to the place of intimacy and fellowship with the Father and do communion and do communion with the Father. So what, I'm, what I've come to tell you this morning is that early in the morning you, you must stand up to seek the face of the father it's very it's very crucial it's very important that we maintain consistent intimacy with god so uh, you cannot make sense you cannot you cannot make sense as a as a kingdom ambassador if your intimacy with god is not consistent you know, there are so many reasons god desires us to be intimate with him there are so many reasons but as we go um 
as we continue in this series, we are going to share certain things. And I'm trusting God to help us in the name of Jesus. David said, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. How many of you do you actually how many of you actually seek God early in the morning? When you wake up early in the morning, it's the time that you need to wake up. It's time that you need to stand to your feet or go down your knees and worship the Lord, appreciate Him. When we talk about intimacy, we go talk, talking about prayer. It's not where it's not always where you come to to come and ask God for something and do all those things or place your request. Essentially, prayer is for intimacy. Essentially, prayer is for intimacy. Do you understand? But as you pray to God in the place of prayer, as you, in the place of intimacy, God can now reveal certain things that is actually settling for you or the thing that I want to settle by your word in the place of prayer. But essentially, prayer is for intimacy. Do you get what I'm saying? I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. I hope you have been blessed. Same, I am, I am on Sunday to next week, we are going to continue this series on Sunday. So, what I'm trying to communicate effectively to you this morning, and, and then as we go in the series, is that God desires that we become intimate with Him, and He desires that we don't do anything apart from intimacy. That whatever that I want to do, we get instructions from the place of intimacy. Intimacy is very crucial to everyone as Christians, and then you cannot do anything, you cannot make sense on the earth without intimacy. Do you get what I'm saying? I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah, listen to the audio. Share with your friends and people. And then let people be blessed so that the word of God can come alive in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Enoch walked with God for 300 years. Don't forget, Enoch walked for the whole 300 years. And he got to a point that God was so drunk in love with him that they had to take him away. Do you understand? So, I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. I hope you are blessed. Alright, have a blissful day. In the, uh, God bless you. Till we see again, or till we meet again next week. Bye-bye.